Craft Beer Radio, episode 425, on June 9th, 2017. Yay, yay. Oh, it hasn't started yet. You ruined it. And, well, welcome everybody to Craft Beer Radio. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Took a little while to get in there. So, hi, I'm uh, Greg. Jeff Bearer. And I'm Nick. Hey, Nick's with us again. We're going to be doing six beers that I just bought today. <laughs> I, I tried to find uh, ones that were, looked kind of interesting and or stuff that I was like, well, you talked about Rivertown in, in the last post show, mm-hmm. so I wanted to check them out. Um, and I wanted to get some stuff from Midtown. Not Mindful. Uh, mindful, mindful. Mindful Brewing, brewery. but unfortunately their, their uh, keg machine, their crawler, crawler machine was... Uh, was busted. We had some good stuff though there. Yeah, I, I and a great it. burger. Yeah. yeah, awesome, juicy. All right, so we're doing a beer from Twenty One A Twenty First Amendment. This is El Sully. It's a Mexican and style. I poured too much into my glass because I forgot Nicholas was here. He's right in front of your face. I can't <laughs> see him. The pop guard's in the way. It's okay. I'm usually forgotten. That's what my dad told me. Oh, <laughs> this is a Mexican style lager from Twenty First Amendment, four point eight percent alcohol by volume, nineteen IBUs. The malts that are used are Pilsner, Vienna malts, and flaked maize, i.e., corn. And hops are Magnum and Northern Brewer. So definitely a true Mexican style lager will have corn in it. This Twenty First Amendment has that big production brewery in. Uh, San Alejandro. Where's that? Near the Bay Area. Ah. All right. Roma has this kind of crisp, poppy, pilsnery, a bit corny type smell. But yeah, you get really a little the, bit of a cream ale on yeah, it. Yeah, but really, I was smelling. My corn wasn't the main thing I was smelling. The main thing I was smelling was barley malt and kind of some noble hops. I mean, that's. Now the first, first sniff, I was getting like you know more straight up pills than Mexican, and and flaked maize and stuff like that. Now, do all of us have the? These are the larger, right? Yep. These are the yep. larger these barrel, are the barrel aged beer, <coughs> barrel aged beer glasses from Spiel glass. These are typically we use the the regular so called pilsner and or tulip glasses, yeah. uh, but the barrel aged ones we recommended a, a, a listener. Um, Look at these, and uh, he said he reported they were good, so we tried them out, and we like them. They give possibly more aroma, but we're not quite sure on that one. Our, our blind tests were. Yeah, when we them. did the recommendation show, if you're buying new, buy these. If you have the other ones, don't buy these until you need new glasses. Mm-hmm. I need to have another sip of that. Yeah, the, I'm still working on the aroma. The aroma is really deep on this one. It's one you can sniff for a while. If you get your nose in really deep, you'll get some like kind of floral, um, almost like uh, orange blossom or something like that. Yeah, that's mostly the yeast. Um, it, it's a pretty yeasty, pretty sweet uh, lager. It's reminding me a little bit of... Um, of Budweiser in terms of its sweetness, um, but not in terms of its quality. I think it's got right. you know it's got more body to it, uh, and it has. I mean, 
from the sip, I got corn straight up. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's reminding me of Iron City. And it's, it's so funny that we're all going to these because I was thinking it tastes like a better Corona. Well, yeah, I mean, this is yeah. this is a better. I mean, those style, a lot yeah, of those the are, same are style. Is, so. But it's just yeah, funny that we're. I'm like, not really sure what ingredients are in Corona. I would hesitate to say it's corn. I'm certain they have to. There's some adjunct in there. Sure, um, either rice or corn. But like, I think Coors is corn. Budweiser is mostly rice. Most of the green bill for for, for Budweiser is rice. But, well, I wouldn't say most of the grain bill. I would say the adjunct ingredient in Budweiser. I thought, I thought that most of the grain bill was rice, like, like the majority of it. Okay. I might be wrong on there, but I know that yeah, the, the principal adjunct, or perhaps the only adjunct, is rice. Yeah, so this one has, um, you know, what you're getting, that's interesting. That kind of orange blossom kind of flavor is mingling with the the corn. Yeah. The kind of hoppy pilsner aroma that I got is, like, there's not much hop flavor in this. I mean, there's a balancing hop flavor, but it's not as forward as the nose made it seem. It's there, though. It's not like you you mm-hmm. won't be able to find it. See, I'm getting, like, it's not, like, a like a spiciness to it, but it has, like, a little bit of, uh, like, that type of, like, tingle punch to it. Mm-hmm. That little bit of that sensation... Looking at the date on this, it says ten twenty one oh three, which can't be right. So, <laughs> uh, if it was no oh, ten twenty one oh three, yeah, what would that mean? They recycle cans. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I turn it upside down, it'll make more sense. <laughs> right, the twos will will start to make sense. <laughs> oh one twelve thirty. <laughs> I apologize for my cough ahead of time. My allergies have been it's okay. getting to me. We understand. Hmm. I'm um, I like it. it. It's. I mean, if I'm going for a pilsner, I want something you know more, more hoppy and less mm-hmm. sweet. But I think this is this does the Mexican lager right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it's fine for. If you want something that is, I'm having a hard time thinking of other beers that are, are like this. You know, where it's bringing me back most to is those, you know, regional beers, the regional right. macro type beers like mm-hmm. Iron City and things that use a lot of corn um, flavor wise. This one has that interesting uh, orange blossom. I keep going back to type flavor in there. And it's it's more nuanced and rounded than than a regional beer like a Iron City is. You could make a case that some of the flavors here are reminiscent of New Glarus. Spotted um, cow. Spotted cow. A little bit, a little bit. This one has a, like a more gritty mm-hmm. abrasive cornness to it, or the other way. Right. That one's a lot more creamy. Right, but some of the flavors, I, th- I mm-hmm. feel like there's some flavor yeah. overlap. Yeah, I think so. Good point. Do you have anything to add, Mister Nick? Uh, wow, you're Mr. Now. Mr. I'm, I'm Mr. Now. I got my bachelor's, so I'm Mr. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm done with my uh, graduates, what will I turn into? Because it's not doctor. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, like I said, uh, it, it gave me that little, like, it, it's not a spice, but that's the only thing I can, like, put to what I'm kind of trying mm-hmm. to say that I'm getting 
from it. It's like this little, it's the sensation of a spice is what I'm drinking it. And like I said, it made me think of a more flavorful Corona. It just like a more bold kind of in your face, not as watered down as I would expect for like a Budweiser or something like that. I think you may be able to get your Budweiser fans to to drink this and, and not think it was bad. Yeah, like there's always we are always, we're always talking that there's a beer out there for someone, mm-hmm. and uh, my mother I always try and get her to try my beers that I bring around parties and stuff like that, and she usually makes a disgusting look when she makes it. However, I finally found one that she sipped, and she was like, "Okay, I'll have one of those," and it was Victory's Hop Devil. Oh wow! <laughs> I know. I was so there's shocked. A surprise around every corner. It, I was shocked. Was, but she was sipped expecting. it, and she went in with this ugly face, and then sipped it, and you just saw it go. Okay, I like that. Either so many times of trying all the beers that it finally like clicked. I'm guessing that's got to be part of it. <laughs> I think so too. But I was just like, Hop Devil, really? Okay, bought herself a case. Good for her. <laughs> and so you just said before, there's a person for every beer. It's a beer for every person. Oh, beer it's for a beer. Every I was going to say, I'm not drunk. <laughs> I thought he was saying that you know there's a person who will like any beer. And I was going to, you know, who's that person who likes watermelon dorado? Oh, there are plenty. There was one from what's it called magazine, beer connoisseur <laughs> that loved it. Yep. So it was pretty cool. I, picked... I was considering getting that to try it again. <laughs> was it on the shelves? It was sure. They have oh, a lot gosh. there. They have a pretty a pretty good selection, but it's all stuff. It's mostly stuff that we we have access mm-hmm. to anyway. So what the mindful? Yeah, mindful. Oh, is that where you got all of these from? Yeah, they had a large selection. That's I remember that when we went. All right, the next beer, White Horse, which is a pen, brewery in Berlin, Pennsylvania. I had very few beers from these guys, but I've heard good things, so I'm glad you got it. This is their Pilsner. It's a Czech Pilsner, 5% alcohol by volume. Uh, their uh, notes on their website were not very helpful, so I went to uh, Beer Advocate for the information because we can't go to Rate Beer now. <sighs> That's been the big the big news story. That's one of the big news stories. We'll yes. get into beer news did, because craft beer has been losing it. Did yeah. you get the uh, 10 IBU? No. It's a 10 IBU. Thank you, Untapped. Okay, so yeah, what what has been going on in the beer world, Jeff? Uh, craft beer is not the craft beer you you remember from yet the good old days, apparently anymore. Mm. Uh, so remember last week or two weeks ago, we were talking about that that list of uh, what's the website called? It was a list of breweries and publications that are funded by big beer and you know good beer hunting caught the ire of of many of the purest beer geeks last week because they have a they have like two parts to their company they have the uh editorial side or journal you know the journalistic side and then they have like a consulting side or a photography something or the branding side like right. marketing company and they have contract with Goose Island. So everyone's like, oh, my God, good beer hunting. So they broke the story that Rate Beer, like six months ago, eight months ago, had sold off a minority share of the company to ZX Ventures, which is the wholly owned subsidiary of yeah, Anheuser-Busch. Well. Mm-hmm. 
of Anheuser-Busch. This is not... I don't think this is very good. I think this is a... So... It smells like a foot, but not the good kind. <laughs> smells like strawberries. I am... Not... I'm getting strawberries. Smells very yogurty to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not smelling Pilsner. Mm-mm. That's for sure. Not smelling a Czech Pilsner at all, no. Ooh, that's tangy and tart. That's a bunch of lacto. It is yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yogurt beer. It tastes kind of like like vanilla, like... like plain a, yogurt. Yeah, like... Yeah, vanilla. Or maybe, yeah, yeah, like a vanilla plain yogurt. And it even has the kind of consistency. It feels really thick when it looks really thin. But, uh, I mean, there's some crazy. There. I mean, there's no ropiness in there, but... Yeah. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Do we have a date on this bottle? Uh, no, I could not get one with a date. Ugh. Blurp, blurp, blurp. Mm. All right, so craft beer is dead. Um, throw this out. <laughs> I don't want to drink this. <laughs> okay, so rape beer is owned by a par- partially owned by Anheuser Busch, mm-hmm. ZX Ventures. Right. Well, we should and... say the company that o- that. Anheuser Busch owns a piece or or all of all of all of this venture capitalist company, which um, get it and pour this out. Yeah, which uh, which owns a piece of rapier, right? And the the response for me is whoopty shit. I I don't care. It doesn't matter because th- I mean. Rate beer is a site that's driven by viewers and people who are on it. I suppose they could, uh, if they you know if they wanted to, uh, fuck with the site. But there wouldn't be much point if rate beer stops being useful. Then it stops being useful completely. But there are people who are trying to attack it in the past, and one of the big ones is uh, Dogfish Head and Sam Claggiani. Yeah, he wrote uh, a piece. Requesting that his beers be removed from rape beer. And since then, there's been a bunch of other breweries that have followed suit. Right. And rape beer is saying, nope. Nope. Public information. Yep. Submitted by the community. If you feel that uh, we're in violation of your copyright, um, pursue the DMCA to have yeah. it taken down. I I was talking about this on, on the pre-show I think or, or no but, um, in mid between shows I think mm-hmm. I was I was explaining the situation Nick I feel like this is a lot of grandstanding by uh, Dogfish Head to get attention because I don't feel that this is a serious issue I feel like they're they're putting it out there to get attention to sort of to, to put themselves in the light of we're on the we're on this side as opposed to the other side it's very I, I feel that it's part of the Brewers Association's mission and, you know, Sam's a big part of the BA and I'm not saying it was motivated by the BA, but it's part of being that good member thing, you know, like, because it's the arguments. Anheuser Bush, by the way, a member of the Brewers Association, I believe. How does that work? I, I don't remember. I don't know. But they don't. Yeah, maybe they are, but they don't fall into a craft brewery. Right. I, I, so it's the brewers. It's the, but 
But there's the trade group for small brewers, so I don't know how that yeah. works. I haven't paid attention to that in so long. Um, but they're the Great American Beer Fest and stuff like that, so they have to be a member, right? I don't know. I forget. I, yeah. Did we get a date on that bottle? Nope. Nope. Old. Well, actually, we don't know. It could be it could be new and just very sloppy. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, it couldn't have been that old because the Mindful Brewery's only been around for like a no, year. No, no. Well, but that, then again, it could have been shit. Yeah. I mean, the, the bottle could be old. Yeah, the bottle. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't. I mean, they could have gotten it stacked from someplace else. I mean, I'm reading reviews of other people, and a couple people gave it like what we thought of it. Then they have bad quality control. Yeah, but everything else was everyone else. All right. So yeah, Uh, White Horse has bad quality control, and craft beer is losing its shit. (laughs) And there's, I talked about this in in 423. There's. We're getting to to the point where the pimple's going to burst because it's starting to leak some pus. And we're starting to see... uh, Yeah, that's an image. We're starting to see just some mediocre shit come out. I mean, Jeff had the thing two years ago or a year ago where all the bad beers gone. Well, we found them now. They're they're percolating out. Yeah, you're... You're right. You know, we had this thing where we were hitting, like, no, like, good beer after good beer. We were on a run and... Uh, so, in relationship to the dogfish head thing, Beer Advocate also read an ed- editorial piece about uh, why it's important. Right, and so, of course, Beer Advocate is a, a one of the sites that's um, competitor. competitor to rake beer. So, of course, they're going to do this. Uh, strikes me as opportunistic. I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh it's you know they they are independent. I, I don't expect them to to move to uh, being. But who knows, right? I mean, it's easy not to care about seemingly arbitrary definition. So as long as it tastes good, right? Wrong, wrong. With a growing number of brewers selling out to AB InBev and the like, it's official to draw and hold the line. Why? Because these corporate brewers are not only buying up craft brewers; they practically own the distribution channels. Raw ingredient producers in retail placement for ages and have begun to diversify their interests into homebrew supplies, bars, publications, websites, and probably every other facet of the industry. ZX Ventures, AB InBev's venture capital arm, for instance, likes to say that the activities are stimulating disruptive growth. AB InBev is taking over. They're like the giant hand that's taking over the world. We got to fight back, man. Call Alex Jones. This feels very conspiratorial. The whole thing. I get it. I get that Budweiser has a history of doing you know, shitty things. I get that you want to hold You want to fight that. But you also don't want to just jump the gun immediately when you hear these things. Because it's not like Budweiser is the only company that's buying shit. There are lots of companies that are buying shit. And why shouldn't they? This is an industry that at least right now has growth, still has growth potential, at least for certain areas. So you're buying, you're seeing this ones who are especially you know, getting a lot of attention are getting uh, bought. And yeah, my point of, my made. point of view is that, I mean, any more is it's really freaking complicated, and I'm not sure what I think, you know, and you know maybe I can get a micro opinion about one thing, but I can't give a macro opinion about the whole thing. It's just too complicated. Well, it's in my nature to be skeptical about these kind of broad, 
broad definitions that that, uh, that don't look at at least some some of the dynamics of which are going on. I think the dynamics are interesting, but I, I, do, I don't think that there's a situation where Anheuser Bush is just evil. <coughs> period. I don't think you can say that. I mean, you talk about this all access to distribution ingredients and stuff. It seems alarmist, right? It seems that craft beer with 12% of the market, it's you can't put the genie back in the bottle. You can't cripple the supply lines right. and, pro, and, and keep that from reaching the consumer. That's kind of, I, I think that's where I stand on mm-hmm. that particular part, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So the next beer is from uh, Stillwater. What's this thing called? Is it called semicolon seven it's or is it called yacht? Yacht. I like semicolon set of seven better. Yacht rock. Dry hop session lager. So I don't really have any information. A four point two percent alcohol by volume. Dry hop session lager, as you said. No it's answer. Kind of hazy. Stillwater's in Stratford, Connecticut. The last one we had from them was their um, hop something, super hop, I think, and uh, it was there. Hoppy. It died. But we already had it. So right. I think we liked it. This is a nice hoppy aroma. Yes, it does have a lot of hop on the nose. Mm-hmm. Grapefruity. Really grapefruity for a session lager. You'd expect Continental would be where they'd go, but for me, I'm getting like huge grapefruit, like juice type aroma. Like, not even like tangentially grapefruit, but exactly grapefruit. Or tangentially to me. I think the malt is mixing in for me on the uh, aroma, but that's... The flavor doesn't come across as very acidic grapefruit. The, the flavor does have more of a zotsy type flavor to it, where it's a little more spicy. Mm. Where the aroma was very right. citrusy. Very hoppy. Pretty grassy. Right, there's there's a... Dry grass kind of quality to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, On the second sip, at the very beginning, it seems like the the citrus kind of a city kind of rolls across your tongue and then goes away quickly. Now you're in like more traditional lager land where you have the spiciness, the grassiness. Yeah, like that. I'm starting to get a little bit more bitterness and a little sort of lingering bitterness is going on with this. You can kind it's, of it's almost it. drying of the mouth a little mm-hmm. bit, not like profusely, but I, yeah. it's definitely leaving that finish. Yeah, this doesn't end crisp. This uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this continues. Came in a pounder can. Yacht from Stillwater. Yeah. I wanted to get a couple of lockers because lately, you know, they mm-hmm. looked interesting. And there's a paucity of lockers out there. So the next beer story I wanted to mention was that uh, Fort Collins Brewery is going to close after their sale to a Canadian brewery. Yeah. Um, they were one of the breweries on the, kind of my death pool. <laughs> I know when uh, Speakeasy shut down. Mm-hmm. I think I probably mentioned, you know, I'm surprised it's not Fort Collins. Uh-huh. Uh, so, have, yeah, you might have even said that. Um, what's interesting to me, so the the building and the brewing brewery is being sold to a Canadian company like Red Red Barn or Red Door or something like that. And they're going to start their U.S. operation up there. I mentioned to Greg, how how bad is it that you can um, sell your building and your equipment but not your brand? Like, you know, yeah, we had a good conversation, mm-hmm. and I said, hey, the brewery equipment is useful. No one is clamoring for Fort Collins Brewery beers. I mean, they're not. It's just not like one of the... You'd figure the brand's still worth something, but... 
I mean, to me, it's not. You know, to me, it's. And it might be worth something, but it's probably not worth as much as they want to sell it for. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I bet the operation is riddled with debt, so you can't just buy the company outright because it's too much. So they, they could try to sell the brand, but if they're trying to sell the brand to pay off some of these debts, it's probably too expensive. And if Fort Collins is not exactly one of the, you know, it's not when you think of you're like, oh yeah, Fort Collins, I like that one, I like that one. And it's it's hard to also, I mean, when you already started like tarnishing your reputation, it's easy to tarnish it but it's really hard to rebuild that reputation and regain that trust so maybe another company didn't yeah, i mean they moved that. a couple of years ago they moved to a much bigger location remember when we went to funk works mm-hmm. with gary that's where fort collins used to be oh it used to be in that space and they moved down the road to a much bigger location and overextended um, and then they did this rebranding with cans and like slightly misogynistic beer names but like it's like a <laughs> what was that when we had panty dropper that wasn't FCB, I, I right? was thinking yeah. that no, when you but, gave me this can yeah but <laughs> but the weird thing was that fort collins what, what can is that that's uh banging the, the enemy, enemy. Oh, yeah. and it has a stripper uh, that's the guy's wife because the it's if you were listening to the show you would know that the <laughs> original version of that beer is sleeping with the enemy and the imperial version is banging the enemy so you have a lot of episodes well you have a lot of time driving from Philly to Pittsburgh for a gig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see your hands. I was stuck. I, I don't see your excuse here. You're covering all day. That's your show. show. <laughs> uh, or, or, what was I talking about? The, oh, Fort Collins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put out a bunch of new lines, and there were, you know, like that was the one with the artwork, right? Where it had like the busty babe illustration artwork. Okay. Which was weird because. I don't think I'm not sure Fort Collins is a woman owned, but it's to my, under my impression, it's like lots of women in the management, you know, and they still went with the the kind of traditional yeah craft beer yeah type marketing. <laughs> well, I mean, since the very beginning of this show, we've railed against marketing speak, and mm-hmm. that opinion hasn't changed. So there you go, one constant. Us too. I guess they're they're three. It times. does change. There's are. times they trick us into reading it. No, well, yes, it's... right. But we we dislike overt and uh, simplistic marketing. Come on, this bear has his junk blurred out on the label. <laughs> <laughs> True. <coughs> and we're going to talk There's about that. Exceptions. And we're going to talk about that next. So. Okay. But we're oh, you guys are done with your yacht already? I've been yeah. ch- I've been blabbering on. I'm sorry. All right. I've all been right. watching episodes of Yacht Rock the entire time while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's another post-show thing. Yacht Rock is now a festival because of those guys. Uh, that's amazing what they did. They made like a huge festival and brought all those. I mean, they incredible... brought this 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 from the silly internet show like thing on Channel One Hundred and One. Yeah. You know they we should brought... do one of these first before we get. Yeah, into we probably that. should. Yeah. Yeah, they brought this style of music back into the public consciousness. It's incredible. Yeah. Like uh, they were on NPR radio talking about it. I'm just like, this is hysterical. Okay, so this is a beer I haven't tried, and I can't find any information on it. it uh, I the only stuff I find is on Beer Advocate. There's a um, something called Nuxies, which might be this beer. What are, what is it? This from Rivertown. Is Rivertown Rye IPA. And it has, excuse me, has kind of a a label that looks kind of like the Diver Down like flag. 
Or and you Swedish said diver flag, down, but I, I went to... Oh, no, the scuba diving flag. And you said diver I down, I totally went to... Uh, Play some Van Halen. <laughs> Basically, it's red, but with a white stripe going... Uh, Lower left, top right. Okay. Um, the only thing I got is what's on the can. On from here, 9% alcohol. No answer for the IBU. 9%, so it's not Nuxies. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I can't find any information. Yeah, about I just got that little Actually, bit. the diver down flag goes from top left to bottom right, so it's not that. So it's the inverse. Well, not the inverse. It's the mirror. Yes. Yes. So this is a rye IPA from Rivertown. Now, Rivertown is uh, pretty available here. It's one of the... It's the... <laughs> it is one of the most available craft beers in, like, particularly, like, Giant Eagles and things mm-hmm. like that. It's available at the Pirates games most yes. readily. There's it's available at Penguin games. Some nice chunky stuff. Well, you got the drinks at the, the bottom. Yeah, the drinks, so yeah. Deal with it. No, I don't mind. Puts hair on the chest. Smells nice. Has a little bit of, of a spiciness from... I, I think I can get a little spiciness in a ride, but the, the hopping smells good. Aroma was pretty closed off for me. Uh, malt, I was getting mostly the maltiness on the aroma. It's pretty big on the multi. Moved on to the flavor. Pretty sweet Ooh, back very sweet. to it. Um, we said nine percent, so that's a that's close to like barley wine strength. Yeah, and it kind of has a bit of a barley wine type. I was going to say it. yeah, but you mentioned barley wine. The taste definitely has that like big caramel. Yeah, I was going to say caramel flavor. The you can kind of taste the alcohol but it's yeah. not overpowering it it has a little bit of a dry finish for me though yeah there's some toffee but it yeah, is finishing kind of dry i agree bread pudding is a big call in here i'm mm-hmm. not getting anything that's too spicy from the rye at least not yet i think that the rye if it's there it really comes in in at the front of the flavor the end doesn't have a lot of rye character to it it's a lot of sweetness there's there's like um like a like a like a risen kind of like a risen dough, like a mm-hmm. that I'm kind of pulling from it. There's I can pr- sort of see that if you think of like Pillsbury dough in the can or something. Yeah, there's a little bit of um, like clementine type, oh, yeah. orange flavor. Sure, yeah, 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 okay, yes, yes absolutely, definitely. It, the, it's not I mean, like clementine string? is, I think, more so than yeah, yeah. It, it's not like straight up citrus fruit, but it's in there. You know, mm-hmm. it's a component. It's interesting. This is not bad. I wouldn't say it's great, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned the the clementine orange. Now, now I'm just tasting mm-hmm. how orange malt, is. toffee orange. Yeah. <laughs> now that's like my mind is. Yeah, just once I hooked onto that, it doesn't that. seem as luscious bread pudding like it did it first yeah. couple yeah. sips. Now yeah. that I now that I focused on the the the, the, the fruity hop flavors. As, as I said, not bad. The question is, is it worth your sobriety at 9%? I, th- I think it is. I think it has kind of a... has enough of the barley wine character that I'm enjoying the complexity to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I can I can see that. My, my question is over other IPAs you might find on the shelf. Versus an IPA? No. But if you want something that... I was going to say, it depends on the kind of night you yeah, want. If you want I a hoppy barley wine, you... If you want a hoppy barley wine, you want to you want to have a good time. I mean, town back a couple of these babies. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it. It, it. You just don't want to pair it with the wrong competition, right? 
I just I get the more I drink it, the less luscious. IPA I think. And yeah, like, luscious. Uh, the more towards that barley wine yeah. kind of thing. I feel oh, yeah. like the beer doesn't know what it wants to be. It tastes a little bit like a fresh Bigfoot. Like I just feel like it's kind of like missing its identity. It wants to be a little yeah. bit of this. Wants to be a little bit of that. It's like a hybrid fusion, but. What is next? Okay, so we have the sati, I guess, is what's next. Yeah. Bear, bear. Haven't had too many of these. Finnish style sati. Have you had a Finnish style sati, Nick? Um, not that I can recall. Juniper berries is an ingredient, and I believe salt is a part of it. Let's see, here it says uh, rye beer with juniper berries. So a lot. This is the story they have on their site. A long time ago in Finland, a bunch of Finnish dudes built a sauna. It was nicer in there than it was outside, so they stayed in there until they ran out of beer. When they ran out of beer, they still didn't want to go outside, so they decided it would be better if they just started brewing their beer in a sauna. So it became the tradition of brewing this Finnish style beer in saunas, <coughs> chock full of rye and juniper and spicy yeast esters. Our sati might inspire you to build your own sauna to ride out the winter. And I'm sorry, I missed. Who is this? This is off color brewing. And what is it called? It's called Bear Bear. Bear Bear. B E A R. No. B A R E B E A R. A naked bear. Got yes. it. And that's why his junk is pixelated on the label. So 7% and 20 IBU. Michael Jackson, they have a bigger thing. Michael Jackson claimed that Sati is the only primitive beer to survive in Western Europe. The beer that peasants learned to brew in the 1500s is still made much in the same way today. Hmm. This is Michael Jackson, the beer expert. Not... No. <laughs> there you go. You just, made some, you just made some old-time listeners very happy. <laughs> very happy. We haven't done that joke in like four years. <laughs> well, you haven't said that name since I've been around, and I've only been around Not for yet. three or has it been four now? Traditionally, sati is unboiled. How old are you? You were here when you were Four years, yeah, four years. <laughs> I'm 25 now. So traditionally, a sati is unboiled and only sometimes hops are added. So it's kind of a gruit sometimes. Uh, it said the word is run off into milk churns and fermented with baker's yeast. Sounds delicious. So, okay, so, bear beer is 7.0%, uh, fairly weak when compared to traditional examples. They also don't use the traditional equipment because we don't have it. <laughs> but they add juniper berries in the mash and again in the kettle along with oak staves. Uh, and they use Saison yeast instead of bread yeast. Uh, stainless steel fermenters with milk jugs. <laughs> so, there you go. The, the aroma is. Oof. Like wow. sweet. Yeah, like that's very, those, those berries. Very sweet. So have you heard of a gruit before? Mm. So a gruit is a beer that is uh, doesn't have hops in it. An ale that doesn't have hops okay. in it. Uh, gruits traditionally have you know juniper berries or other things inside of them to to give the bittering. Um, this I don't know whether it has hops in it or not, but this uh, if it didn't have hops, it would be a gruit. Yeah, so the aroma, the aroma for me, you guys said ooh sweet. I'm not getting ooh sweet on the aroma. I'm getting like forest, like dewy forest. You know, it's like that juniper, like juniper is like an evergreen, right? So I'm getting like this kind of piney 
pine needle type thing on the aroma. I, I think, can see that. I think the first thing, I, I kind of got it too. The first whiff is very kind of berry, and then as you yeah, I thought go it was into sweet. it. I mean, I, it's yeah. still sweet to me, but I can totally relate that to being like a nice morning mm-hmm. up in the mountains with all the evergreens, but... There's a lot of rye still getting yeah, The rye is very apparent. That's the next thing. I was trying to figure out what it was. Super spicy rye. Mm-hmm. You're getting this big... Oh. Ooh, there's there's information Ooh. on 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 here that there wasn't at the website. So on, on the bottle, malts are used are pills, cara rye, rye malt, cara pills, red malt, and roasted barley. Hops are nugget, and adjuncts juniper berries and wine barrel staves. Twenty four IBU, seven percent alcohol volume. Of colors in Chicago, right? I don't know. Yep, Chicago. Chicago. I like the bottle. <laughs> that does it. It does smell different. You know, I, I saw that. I was like, okay, I haven't had a sati before. Oof. Flavor has kind of the rye is huge. Mm-hmm. It has a bit of a rustic. It has a little bit of like a, a kettle caramelization type flavor, almost like um, you know, like the malts that are used are kind of a little bit smoky, yes, or something yes. like that. You know, it makes me think of other primitive beers, Stein beers, things yes. like that, right? Where you're getting either it's a combination of the production methods or the malts that are used where there's more roast ashiness. And they, mm-hmm. they said they use roasted barley as an ingredient here. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, you know, typically only used in like a stout. Right. So that's going, has to be a little bit because the beer is still a, you know, golden brown, but, uh, you know, it's going to give it some flavor. It's going to give it some mm-hmm. more of that roastiness. Ironically, it wasn't as strong a flavor as I thought it was going to be from the from the aroma. Not in a bad way. I think in a good way. I think it's a little bit more subdued than I was kind of expecting. I was kind of expecting all the juniper and stuff to jump out at me. Comes like but it's not. three quarters of the way through mm-hmm. the taste. Yeah, I think the smoke is very prevalent in that, like that that roastiness. Because that was one of the first things that mm-hmm. I really that really stuck out to me was the roastiness, and then you. I think you guys are missing, forgetting the the oak staves. I really do think there's a v- vanilla kind of oaky thing coming through this. I think if you look for it, you'll 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 find it. I was I was looking for it, and I was getting you know much more burnt wood than you know yeah I'm, aged I'm, wood. I'm having trouble finding that vanilla kind of sweetness out of it, but. I'm getting a lot of like maltiness for mm-hmm. sure. The rye, yes, the yeah. smokiness of it. Um, it very dry almost. It has like a dry a, a dry quality to it. Um, this is really enjoyable to me. This is it. Oh. Kind of reminds me of like a scotch almost. Oh yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I agree. Like, with the wood barrel, you're getting the a woody. lot less alcohol. <laughs> yeah, but you're getting you're getting the woodiness of it. You're getting that little bit of a roastiness to it. Something that this isn't a, gl- a beer that I want to chug. This is something that I just kind of want to relax and sip at. This is a fun exploration beer. Now I don't know how this beer would fare in other shows where we have some truly excellent beers up against it. Uh, this, I'm not caring for this beer. Oh really? I'm not. I mean, I mean, I was enjoying some of the flavors, you know, and, and exploring it. But now I'm done exploring it, and I just, you know, maybe I'm not a gin person. Maybe the juniper is not mm. turning me on. I was gonna say this is uh, this is doing it for me tonight. Yeah, th- this I I like this. I, 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 mean, I heard you guys like going. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm the odd <laughs> man out here because it's it just not. I'm not fun. a huge gin fan. 
It's it's. I like gin. I wouldn't say it's bad, but there's nothing that's ex- nothing that's like ringing my bell. Nothing that's like bringing me back oh, to it. Yeah, this isn't knocking me on the ground. But no, there's things that you're finding. Really good. At least you're finding that fascinated. Yeah, you know, I. I Enjoyed exploring it, but I'm not fascinated to to go back and explore it again. You know, yeah. just I, I don't want to be a dead horse. You know, I just I said my piece. Yeah, and we can. I go think on. The, the fascination for me mostly was the difference in aroma to flavor. I mean, I think that there was a pretty significant difference between the two. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, it, I mean, I am a gin person, so this kind of actually okay gets me a. It makes me want to do what the bears doing. Hey, Nick, have you ever shopped? I don't know. <laughs> what what world do I live in where you don't, do not shop? So you've shopped? I thought that was a yes rhetorical question, yes. <laughs> uh, have you ever shopped online? I'm scratching my chin right now. I can't... Uh, yeah, I think I have you. Do you want to stroke my beard? Yeah, because I can't grow a beard. <laughs> yes, yes. What do, what do I do, Greg? Where, where do you where do you go when you shop online? I usually go to like. Well, those aren't the sites I can't mention here. However, <laughs> I will. I like to use Amazon.com like any good old millennial American. I thought so. Now here's another question: Do you want to support our show? I would love to. Well, guess what? Imagine what? if you could buy everything at Amazon for the same price. The same price, and still support our show. I'd call you a liar and have to put you under oath. I swear, I'm putting my hand on the table, and I'm putting my right hand up, and I swear this is true. If you go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon, you'll be whisked away, whoosh, to the Amazon site, and anything you buy, as low as 6%, and possibly more... Of what you buy will go to us. So wait a minute, you're telling me if I go to www.craftbeerradio.com, I don't know if that's a forward slash. slash it won't slash, matter. It won't matter, really. <laughs> Amazon, I can support you. Yes. And it doesn't come out of my own pocket. It doesn't, because you're going to buy this stuff anyway, right? That's a no-brainer. It does seem like it, doesn't it? So that's I, what you do. That's what I... Well, I already do it. But that's what I would do if I didn't already do it. Fantastic. Ding! Now that's improv. Now there... <laughs> there was no yes ending there. Oh, there was plenty of yes ending there. You weren't paying attention. <laughs> Cheers with no beer right now. <laughs> that was fun. I want to do it again. Okay, so our final beer... Unless you want to get one to replace the... Uh... I mean, I'm good, unless, okay. you, unless you want to. Our final beer is from Evil Twin. This is their modern IPA. Modern. And a bunch of Evil Twins there. And uh, I saw this one. There were a couple other ones that I was interested in, but I was like, I saw this one. I was like, okay, what's their take on modern IPA? Uh, six Pinnacle by volume. It's This is one is brewed at Two Roads in Connecticut. Uh, they say on their website this time we recreated a contemporary style IPA basically the taste of the perfect IPA right now um, 65 IBU as well cool thank you the IBU hound has found the answer color is we haven't been talking about color much I like the show. contributing uh, straw 
Straw colored mostly. Ah, smells like mosaic. Really? I thought it smells like Simcoe. There's Simcoe in there too. Sim- the first thing I smelled was mosaic, then I smell Simcoe. You're right. I still think there's a there's a tropical element. There, I think you know. I, I flipped it right. The second smell, I started getting more pineapple type things. Mm. Where the first one was kind of orangey pine. But we know that you can push mosaic, and because we had it last time, we can push it into did, uh, did oniony I, area. Did I did I mention? I mentioned this last time, right? About um, Helicon Brewing and their IPA. And how they did 50-50 mosaic, etc. Did I talk about this? Mm-hmm. I think so. So they did a, their, a Northeast-style IPA where they did 50% mosaic, 50% citra. And it came out too garlicky. So they brewed another batch and they did more citra and less mosaic. Which, to me, is the opposite of right. what you would want to do. But it made it more mango-y. Sometimes a light touch is good. And as we talked about in the last time... I just, Hops being I, an agricultural you know, product, they will change. Right. My my apparently incorrect presumption was more citra equals gets into onion town, and but they pulled back on the mosaic and it left garlic town. So, so the aroma that I'm getting is like a light grassy, um, sweet kind of like fruity, um, but more along the lines of like a. Like a subtle onion grass kind of smell, and in the taste, I'm getting this, a, a similar yeah. kind of thing where it's like an a, like a light. It's not strong like some IPAs, but it, I'm getting a subtle taste of like the onion, like an onion grass. Um, it's almost a sweet quality to it that I'm getting from it. Uh, a little bit of citrus, uh, not too much of like piney hoppiness. Like I can taste the hops, mm-hmm. but they're not. Pow, right in the kisser. Right. This is kind of a 2.5, even 2.75 almost. There's, um, it's, it's oniony, but the, the end aroma is more mango-ish and pineapple. But the flavor while you have it is, is still in that oniony, a little bit garlicky. I found it interesting you said it's not pow, right in the kisser, because this thing is, like, piling on the bitterness. Every sip I take, it's just like another heap of bitter. See, I just, I mean, I was getting bitter, but I wasn't getting, to me, overly power bitter. I didn't, I don't know, maybe my... Maybe you got some stratification going on. I'm getting like... Well, I mean, you're, maybe your tongue is just different tonight. Yeah. The VR messed with your head, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? This one thing that I do really enjoy doing when I come to this show is trying to get my input in, my input in before you two do. So that I don't fall to your bias. Yeah, but you got it in there. That's why I kept trying to like oh, interject. Yeah. <laughs> Try harder next time. Well, that's why I write it down so that I don't allow myself yeah, to screw. Good thinking. Good thinking. I think that's a good strategy, right? As long as you have, you know, the confidence. <laughs> you know, I mean, just to the listeners, not to you specifically, yeah. right? But yeah, get your opinion out there first. You're going to be a tastemaker, and you're going to change. You're going to convince us what to put our lenses on. Like when I talked about the clementines in the river town, right? No one was really noticing how orangey it was. Yeah, but as soon as you said until it, it I changed said it. my mind. So, Absolutely. you know, sometimes being the first guy to make a point is going to color the whole mm-hmm. evaluation. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's why, like, a, as, like, an exercise, I kind of, that's why I'm, like, I'm hurrying up and scribbling mm-hmm. them down so I don't change. Right. 
You know, Nick, I'm glad you've been here for for more than a couple of shows because you you've experienced both the highs and lows, right? You've experienced both. You experienced all of them. You experienced a, a show with great stuff, a show with kind of middling stuff, and a show with kind of with with bad stuff. I think this is a middling show. I think, I think this is pretty middling. I yeah. think it's pretty half on the meh, and then yeah, it's kind of a mass show. Good, it's like there there there's but, stuff that that that's enjoyable, but nothing that's like yeah, boom. I mean, there there's a, a few of them in here I've had, but like when I'm looking at my ratings, I do ratings usually like one to five, and my highest one is a friendly four. Mm-hmm. And that's being friendly. And to me, that's usually not the case because I'm like the guy who's still like, I'm still in my like popping my cherry of craft beers. <laughs> oh, so, on, buddy. oh, I hate that. Uh, <laughs> I hate that term. It's, <laughs> well, it's true though because like I'm very friendly. When I don't like a beer, I'll still put like, oh, it's, it's still a three because it's still better than Bud. And I'm no longer really getting that way. I, I've noticed I'm starting to really like, get crucial because my palate has definitely developed mm, palate has definitely sure. changed and i'm starting to realize like you know what you can't just put out like shitty product you need you should like try and fine-tune your thing however like i still try and be friendly on certain companies and stuff like that like the still water was tonight i put like a nice four but to me i was like should it be a four out of five i mean it was good you but gotta, it wasn't I mean, that- it wasn't like it didn't astonish me and now my four should be something that I will remember the name without writing it down. I will agree that there's there's a tendency when you get into this to to be f- uh, less aggressive towards some companies than others, and I, you have to fight yourself all the time. Uh, well, it's not like specifically Stillwater, like because I don't. I've had things from Stillwater before, but it's not like some company like. Um, Right now, Ballast Point is like one of my favorite companies, and I know that if I have, I something, got the beer for you. <laughs> <laughs> I know that when I get something from Ballast Point, I'm usually really biased to kind of like giving them an up and up. Oh, let's let's give him watermelon Dorado. Is that the really bad one? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's fantastic. It's we it's transcendental. It. It's, it's angelic. It's, we oh, it's so good. Thought it was one of the worst. Gave it like a ninety-four on. Another good one, uh, Fatheads. Fatheads I've always really loved, wow. but I've had a beer from Fatheads, and I remember when I put it in my untapped, I said, I am so sorry to do this. <laughs> 1.5, it was awful. And Bumbleberry? No, Bumbleberry actually didn't mind so much. No, Bumbleberry's not bad, I guess. It's not it's bad. I can hey, get Aaron to. I can get Aaron to. I hate autoplay videos. Aaron drinks Bumbleberry, so it was like a good yeah. for me. I um Actually, I think it was... I can't remember. I well, could. Say. The other thing you have to watch for is is uh, taking a crap on companies that you dislike. Like um, I voodoo, am, voodoo. I, I tend to to dis to to uh, not appreciate rogue beers, but there have been some that have. Oh, that's why I meant rogue. Rogue. I said voodoo donut. That's why. Um, yeah. <laughs> voodoo. I love. Um, well, they're they're good. Uh, rogue. I actually found a beer, and I've tried plenty of rogue enough rogue to where i can say like i just don't like this company but every time i find a beer that i haven't had from them like i'm giving you a second chance i'm a nice guy i'm a pacifist i'm like yeah give you another chance and i found a beer that i said i enjoyed it wasn't the greatest thing i ever had in my life yeah but i, I mentioned this before I sat down that my problem with rogue is that they aim squarely for the eight out of ten which means that their spread is kind of in the five to nine region <laughs> and, <laughs> and usually it's like yeah. the quality of like a two 
No, it's not. No. It's never that. Oh, I, I just see. Except there for it some is. Some of the donut beers. The yeah, donut. Okay, yeah, the donut beers are. And awful. that was my intro. Well, actually, my introduction to Rogue was their dead, dead guy, dead yeah. guy, and I just. Yeah, I don't understand why that's popular. But then again, I don't understand why China Bog necessarily is super popular or Fat Tire. Um, fat Fat Tire's popular, in my opinion, from what I've read and what I've seen um, going back through my back catalog and learning craft beer and how it works, is they're like a, a novelty. And I think that's strictly why that, they're, I, you know, they're that's, popular. That's why because they were popular. one of the first. Um, but like Spotted Cow, I get. <laughs> Spotted Cow totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, See, my favorite company right now, though, next to Ballast Point, is Shorts. Ever since Saber See, I don't like last any year, of the, I don't really like any of the shorts stuff that's that's in <clears throat> it's in our market. That's the way I feel. I we had shorts. We had some shorts at Great American Beer Fest. It was amazing stuff. The key lime, the strawberry shorts cake. You know these these food fruit beers that don't taste like fruited beer but taste right. like food. You know that yeah. kind of stuff was amazing. And then I was excited to hear Shorts was coming to town. And since Shorts has come to town, I don't think they've excited me once. Yeah. See, I've gotten them uh, a couple times in Pittsburgh. I mostly got them in Ohio. And then I got a case out in Philly since I'm out there. And I've always enjoyed it. And I love the idea of how they're extremely adventurous Mm -hmm. and they're willing to take risks. Now, I, I definitely have had a beer from Shorts. That I was like, it didn't, it didn't do justice. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a bad take. And I remember like talking about it, going like, you know what, good for you for trying, but it didn't work out. I remember when I had my first Lost Abbey that I really didn't like, and I was like, man, <laughs> you feel a little guilty. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's like, I, I really liked the Lost Abbey. This is, I think, probably before we had an, uh, any significant interaction with Tommy, but <laughs> it was, it was like, oh man, I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, the, that what, that gift of the Magi, that Christmas beer they make with the frankincense, that that is just like borderline. I, I think that might have been. It might have. It was before that. For it was sure. probably before that. But that beer is. Yeah, that's even that's like pumpkin. That's, that's like the salty like. beer, right? I mean, even worse than the salty beer. It's like okay, I've tasted a beer with frankincense in it. I yeah, hope I never do again. <laughs> See, but but I look at. I mean, craft beer is a, is definitely it's an art. Sure, I yeah. mean, absolutely, it's an art. So my main profession is a musician. So I look at it as the same exact way. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I write some really shitty shit, too. <laughs> I mean, but I write some other things that people buy. And then it's the same exact thing when I listen to an artist that I absolutely love, and I'll be biased towards that artist. Usually anything Pat Metheny puts out, mm-hmm. I'm, like, creaming all over for it. But there are times where I listen to him, and I'm like, eh. Shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> He's only twenty five. Yes, but we were vile with twenty five. Yes, too. I apologize. But it is it is my it is important to still make it known. It's like when Bill Maher said a bad word and the guy didn't say anything, and it's like, no, you gotta you gotta make it known that you know that's not that's All right. Not right. So I got some beer news here that I'm it's sorry. another one of these ones I'm not sure how I feel about. <laughs> I got some beer news that I'm not sure how I feel about. And Forbes ran an article about uh, pushback against brewery tasting rooms threatens the growth of craft beer. And this is the thing where Falling Rock won't serve Oscar Blues because Oscar Blues has a tasting room in the neighborhood. You know, um, a lot of breweries will have brewery tasting rooms 
or multiple ones of them. I don't know, it's it's one of those when I talk Is about roundabout a brewery tasting room. Does that qualify? Not is no because that's like the only way you can get their beer. Okay, I see. Uh, East End Brewing's tasting room would kind of be a thing right there because the, there's bars in the neighborhood there. Right? Okay, you have Bella Notte, you have the Beer right, Hive, right, okay. you have Rollins, so you have bars there. You have a brewery tasting room. It, it's one of those things where, again. This craft beer is getting way too complicated for me. <laughs> I don't know what I what I feel for things oh, anymore. Oh, man, Jeff. I'm not saying I'm stuck in my ways. I'm saying I just don't... You see, Sonny Boy, back <laughs> in my day when craft beer was before uh, it was known. Do declare. I just don't know how I feel about this one. <laughs> I just now, what, I said, what is going on here? <laughs> I just don't know how I feel about... Um, <sighs> I wanted to pull a quote here, okay, but I don't have it. <laughs> no, I, I agree that... One publican told her, you didn't pay for your liquor license. Publican? So you're a publican, <laughs> this person who runs a pub. Oh, I've never heard that before. Really? Yeah. One, as, a publican, as one publican told her, you didn't pay for your liquor license, so you're unfair competition. This is in New Jersey, so I don't know the specifics there. You, I didn't realize you couldn't. You didn't have the liquor license. Well, this is New Jersey. I don't know the specifics there. In Pennsylvania, you have to get a license, but the East End Brewery Tap Room can't serve distilled spirits. They can't. They can't get you your White Russian or your Old Fashioned, and they only sell East End Brewing beer. They don't sell anything else there. Right. That's interesting. About mindful is that they have a bunch of different beers besides their own beers. All their beers are on tap, but they also have a bunch of other beers on tap and a bunch of other beers in. in that's that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm not brushed up on all the different kinds of licenses, but then the story goes on talks about Chris. I mean, Chris Black from Falling Rock, right? That's probably the biggest bar to make. I mean, they're like rock star bar because they're the place to go during the Great American Beer Fest. And, uh, you know, he had a falling out with Oscar Blues, wrote them an open letter. Uh, you know, if you search for Forbes and and uh, Brewery Tap Rooms, you'll find this. I didn't get a chance to mention it, it, this. It's one of those complicated stories. I don't know where I fall. I, yeah, I didn't I get a chance to, to mention this when we were talking about this before. But part of the problem with getting big is that you're starting to see people collectively it's too big for there to be one culture there's starting to be a yes. couple of different cultures yeah. coming around and that is starting to split the whole lovey-dovey nature yeah you're right you're right i was thinking this week like you know like just seeing all these stories and everything i'm like it doesn't feel like my craft beer scene anymore <laughs> now this is where this is where i should do the old man voice yeah it's uh in my day in my day craft beer radio <laughs> Craft beer was everyone my day, was there were my two day beers. Pilsner was there, a Pilsner and an IPA was an IPA. There, there were two there were two groups of beers that you could get at the local store and you liked it. <laughs> it was either Bush, it was Craft or, or Bud. <laughs> and I had to go long and hard to try and find a craft beer place. Yeah, I mean, so that's kind of when I came to the conclusion that the answer is it's complicated. And I only have micro opinions, yeah. and I don't have a good opinion that covers the whole landscape. Well, I mean, I still think that the best, the 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 best advice with regarding beer 
is the one from Lou Bryson, which was just the beer in your glass. And uh, does it taste good? Does it taste good the second time you taste it? That's something to chase after, not the culture. Well, anything, uh, what he said next was anything else is politics. Yes. Well, I mean, if you agree with that sentiment, it's a good anchoring sentiment. But not everybody agrees. Not everyone agrees. Uh, And then, you know, there's me. I prefer to support small companies, you know, local guys, you know. So how's that fit in? I mean, I don't want to put any words in Lou's mouth, but, you know, he moved to to Mannheim, Pennsylvania. You know, he lives next to Elk Creek Brewing now. And, you know, super small town. He's supporting the super small brewery. Like, he tweets about Elk Creek all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do not want to put words in his mouth, but obviously he... No, I don't want to say that. I don't want, I don't want to put any words in loose mouth, so I'm going to stop right now. I, I've i made the best point I can without influencing anything else. Fair enough. You were saying? I don't really know it enough to really give a true opinion then on shut the, fuck the matter. Up. Okay. <laughs> no, Sorry. You dropped the F-bomb. I didn't drop that. No, you you know, dropped the bomb. You did it for comedic I know. value. Uh, but, like, from what I understand, it's just like, it just sounds like it... If companies are getting bigger because people are enjoying the product and people are starting to recognize the uniqueness and special and like these type of beers mm-hmm. and are no longer settling for watered down piss in a can, I don't see the problem. But I understand that there is a lot of politics with like where it is the watered down piss in a can buying the craft beer companies. But if they're still being managed by other things, by people who are actually caring about the craft, like. I remember, like, like Sam Adams is one of the biggest things where people are like, "Well, they're a macro company. They're not. They're not micro anymore. They're not." Which is kind of true. I mean, they do put out by technical political standards, they put out enough stuff out there, but they're losing market share. Like, I know, yeah. but they still put out good stuff. I mean, yeah, their novelty has kind of ended. You know what you're gonna get. But if I'm at a bar that doesn't have a lot of like selection, mm-hmm. well, my go-to choice is Sam Adams because I know they're going to have it, and I know I'm going to enjoy it. I know it might not be something that's going to wow me and throw my ass on the ground, but I'm going to have a satisfying drink. And I'm not going to have to worry about being upset over like not finding a good drink, and I'm just going to have to go to the cheap tequila that the bar right. probably has. So, so I got something here. I, you guys won't get the joke. Listeners will, though. But uh, we got Kyle Bush. And uh, Kyle Bush, were you surprised the right beer was sold to uh, or part of Minority Stake, the ZX Ventures? I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations. He's a, he's a race car driver, and that was, his, that was the entirety of his post-race interview. And... Uh, I said you guys weren't going to get it. <laughs> listeners at home. We're both looking at him with dumbfounded looks. Listeners at home will enjoy And it. I'm pretty sure about 80% of all the listeners at home are looking at the screen with a dumbfounded what look. I don't hell? care. I don't care. <laughs> what the hell was that? That I was like... <laughs> that, that wasn't a tangent. That was somewhere out in, in, in hyperbolic space. I'm not surprised somewhere. about anything. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a bad tangent, but uh, um, segue. <laughs> that, that knocked I'm not me off surprised my... about anything. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> See, now it's funny. Now yeah, I get the yeah. joke. <laughs> Took three times. Yeah. But he got there. Roll of threes. <laughs> Don't All play right. it a I think time. it's ranking time. Oh, but we're having so much fun. Okay. I mean, if you guys want to keep going on. Or I'm ready can... to rank, but yeah, let's rank. I mean, we're. <laughs> this is... 
a bit unusual for the main show. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing is we're doing this on a Friday this today, so yeah, uh, so we can we can spend a little bit more time than we usually do because is there another package somewhere? There's the yeah, we're missing the bear. Ah, oh, there it is. We're not going right. to rank the so, white horse. Yeah, we're right? not going to rank the white horse. White horse uh, does not get ranked because it's not uh, yogurt. That was not what well, was it? The brewer intended. So I was going to. I was going to say I put that dead last. But okay. Yeah. Let me uh, scratch that off my list. I literally put in quotes. Do I have to say anything? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, do you want to go first, Nick, or do you want me to go? Um, I can go first. Mine's pretty, do it. Mine's pretty short. It's you went first last year. Oh, okay. Okay, don't I won't do go it. First. Greg can go first. Greg, go. All first. right, I'll go first. In fifth place, I oops, did I? I got rid of the wrong thing. No, I didn't. I was gonna say, how do you have five? Because we cut out the white. Horse. Not surprised about anything. Congratulations. It's dead. Yeah. No, we have. <laughs> you can't go beyond three. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, learning. I'm still learning. Roll of threes, man. Well, the six good. I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations. I'm not. I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations. No. I mean, if you keep doing it, it will get funny, It'll again, get funny again. But gotta, it's funny now. Really, like, you gotta really pile it on. All right. Let's double do it. It's okay. funny again. No, it's not. Not quite. All right. Are you surprised by this? I'm not surprised about anything. Oh. I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations. All right. <laughs> so, it's funny again. There you go. <laughs> it takes six times. <laughs> um, in fifth place, uh, I'm going to put the... What am I going to put in the sixth place? I... How am I missing? Rather. I think Greg's judging him by weight. He lifted all the cans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna put the shit. I don't know. I don't have my ranking yet. All right, I can go. All right, all right. I'm you put... stole it from me, and you don't even have your ranking. It's okay. I don't no. have a. No, no. I said, I said you, you went, went first, first last time, time but then, but that was just because I didn't want to put the pressure on you. But if you have it, no. Well, apparently, I'm missing a bottle. So, all right, Bear Bear, uh, you guys enjoyed this more than I did. Uh, it was interesting checking out kind of that rustic flavor with the the smokiness and the pininess, and I'm sure the juniper was in there as well. But I just didn't enjoy drinking that beer; it just isn't for me. In fifth, fourth place, let's do the modern IPA from Evil Twin. <coughs> um, it was fine. It was a little. I enjoyed the other beers more. Uh, you know, it just was kind of middle of the road. Like you said, two and a half. You know, it was a little bit Simcoe, a little bit uh, mosaic-y. Kind of played in the middle. It really didn't do anything too interesting. In third place, I'm going to put the Rye IPA from Rivertown. thought that guy was a good barley wine-esque type beer. Had big maltiness, caramelliness to it. Uh, once we noticed the clementines, then it got a little too orangey. I, I liked it when I thought it was more like bread pudding. But uh, it, was, it was still pretty good after that. Going to put the Sully in second place from 21A. Um, 
It was a good drinker, it turns out. I wasn't too hot on it at first, but, you know, on this flight, it turned out to be a pretty good drinker. I, uh, what was it? That was the one that smelled pilsnery, but tasted kind of corn lagery. Um, what, what, the still water? The, no, no, the Sully. I'm still talking Sully, about Sully. Yeah, the, I'm just trying to think about the Sully one more second. And it, it was a pretty good, like I said, at the end of the flight, it turned out it was a pretty good drinker. I enjoyed that kind of lawnmower beer type characteristic that it had. And then I'm going to put the uh, yacht from Stillwater in first place. Again, another lager like that. I like the ones that have that more spicy, you know, Prima Pills, you know, American stylized German lager. And this one was kind of right in that vein. So that one's the one that worked for me tonight. Nick. Greg, you go. Okay. <laughs> um, in fifth place, I'm going to put the Stillwater. Why? Because I don't remember a thing about it. <laughs> really don't. Okay. Uh, I don't remember anything. Uh, was it good? I mean, I guess. I, I don't remember. Even when you mentioned it, I was like, I guess it was kind of hoppy. Um, right. In fourth place, I'm going to put the River Town. I think that it it, uh, it slowly got worse as I drank it. <laughs> um, you know, kind of barley whiny. Uh, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily worth your sobriety at 9%. It's kind of big. Uh, in third place, I'm going to put the Evil Twin, uh, 2.5, with a little bit of a mosaic kick at the end. But I think Jeff's right, it kind of was bitter uh, in the beginning. And uh, second place, I'm going to put the 21st Amendment. I think that's a good example of a Mexican lager, if you're in the mood for a Mexican lager, which is not always. Uh, and in first place, uh, I, I think the off, the off-color was, was really interesting. And so... Uh, it wins a night where it wouldn't have won most nights, but for me, the off-color wins tonight. Do you find that surprising? That you like the off-color? Do you I'm find not surprised that surprising? about anything? Congratulations! Oh. <laughs> you didn't get it. It's not going to be funny now. I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations! Yeah. I was. I was... <laughs> Actually, I'm not surprised. I knew you. You liked that a lot, a lot more than I did. Mm. It's funny. Your first was my last, and my last was your first. About that show. surprises me. I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up. This is the most off the rails the end of a show has ever been. <laughs> this is like no, we've had worse. Okay, so um, really? Oh, what about the one we had at uh, at um at uh, East End? <laughs> that wasn't a real show. If we put it out like it was, <laughs> okay, that's off the rails. Yeah. Okay, in fifth place, I'm getting banging the enemy. No, I'm just kidding. That was, that was the pre-show <laughs> one. Um, in fifth place, I will put um, 21st Amendment, El Sully. Um, like I said, it just kind of fell down to a, a little bit more bold kind of Corona for me. It just didn't stand out to be anything special. Uh, fourth place, we'll go to the Off Keller. Um, and it kind of goes down to, I remember liking it, but I forgot to write anything down. <laughs> so the most that I remember is liking it definitely more than the 21st Amendment. So that's the reason why. That was the beer I forgot about, which is never a good sign. Um, in third place, I'm going to put the Evil Twin. Um, I enjoyed that. I, it was good. It just didn't really stick too much out for me. I like the, the subtle onion grass kind of thing. But all in all, it was just like kind of basic. IPA it didn't really 
wow me or in any other sort. And then I kind of have a tie for second slash first place because um, none of them really beat each other in my opinion. So that'll be between the... St- if anything, I'm going to say, all right, I'm going to rearrange that. Second place, I'll put Stillwater Yacht. If I had to choose, it'll be the Stillwater uh, Yacht. Because I did enjoy the Rivertown Rye IPA more than the Stillwater. But to me, the if we were in a judging aspect, the Rivertown one had an identity crisis. Didn't really know what it wanted to be. So that's where the differentiate on why I wanted to tie them originally. But I enjoyed the Rivertown more than the Stillwater. So I'll put the Rivertown in my first place instead. Okay. Well, it might surprise you. <laughs> not surprised about anything. Congratulations. You were so slow. Oh, God. You're yeah, fired. Give me a cue to get the thing queued up. Damn mm. it. <sighs> but it's the end of the show. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. This has been a train wreck the last time. I 10 want minutes. to, before, before we leave, I want to dedicate this show to my uncle. Uh, he passed away uh, just recently, and uh, I just want to say that for him. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle Steve. Anyway, anyway, you were saying? You picked this episode to dedicate? <laughs> well, I had fun. <laughs> I mean, I had a lot of fun on it, too, so I don't mind. You have some nice in memoriam music queued up for the outro? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We forgot to do the Twitter. I'm not surprised about anything. Not yet. Congratulations. I screwed up. <laughs> All right. If you're still listening, um, pour one up for Uncle Steve. Yes, sir. And uh, thanks for listening to Craft Beer Radio. We really appreciate that you listen to the show. If you want to contact us, beer at craftbeerradio.com for the email thing. Twitter thing, use yeah. at craftbeerradio. At Jaffer. At CBR Greg. At Annie Jones Music. Annie Jones. A N Y J O N E S. N E. A N Y. N E. Nerd. J O N E S. N E. M U S I C. K. Jeff is a dick. I am. What license should we release this show under? I. You know, you might be surprised. I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations. Please <laughs> creative comments. Can we check our website for more. We could do a pr- pr- proprietary license this time. Just for fun. Uh, we don't need to. No. All right. I'm not surprised about anything. I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I'm not surprised about anything. Congratulations.